Hola, and welcome to Amigas About Friends, a podcast where two best friends talk about their favorite group of friends, friends. This podcast is intended for a mature audience, and listener discretion is advised. Hello. Well, hello there. Welcome back to <laughs> we another hope. episode of Millennials Who Think They're 18. Yay! I <laughs> still no i'd be happy with 21 i'm lying i wouldn't want to be 18 i can't drink legally yeah legally i think i think 24 25 was a good age for me where i wasn't as stupid um, (laughs) but my body it didn't hurt when i slept wrong or didn't sleep right the good old days (laughs) (laughs) but welcome to another episode of amigas about friends uh this week we're doing episode 16 the one with the two parts uh part one but before we get into all that let's do our mental health check jasmine how are you feeling i'm tired (laughs) um i'm okay this i mean it's only monday so i'm okay I'm okay right now. Yeah. yeah. How about you? Right. Yeah, also okay right now. Um, work was pretty busy, and I think it will continue to be busy. And I did request to do overtime all week this week, except for today. So we'll see how I manage. I'm a little anxious because I have a drive through baby shower that I'm baking 50 cupcakes for on Saturday and then on Sunday I have 24 other cupcakes for Justin's grandma's drive-by birthday she's turning 90 and then also a cake for her so she has like her own cake you know Mm -hmm. so but other than that not too bad good so let us begin the episode uh, in this particular one, we begin with episode with Chandler and Joey getting impatient while they're waiting for a waitress to come and take their order. Uh, they're at a restaurant and they seem to be dining together alone. Uh, suddenly they realize that the waitress that they see or the person that they see is Phoebe and they call her over and ask her what she's doing there. She says that she's there because they, Chandler and Joey, called her over to the table when they said, excuse me, miss. <laughs> the guys then clarify with by responding that they meant what she's doing there, like how come she's working there. And I think she explained something, oh, the aprons are really cute and it's close to my place. And the guys respond with, can we start over? (laughs) And who we think is Phoebe says, okay, I'll go back over there. Uh, And she goes back to where she was standing before they called her saying, oh, excuse me, miss. Um, Have you ever had a super frustrating experience with a server at a restaurant? (laughs) Oh no, she's laughing. (laughs) So, yes, and it shouldn't have been so frustrating. And Renee loves to tell this story. My cousin loves to share this story about me. So we had gone to Six Flags uh, and we got there early. So we decided to go have breakfast and there was an IHOP nearby. And so we went in and they sat us and we ordered, I ordered a coffee. And then I was like, hey, do you guys have French vanilla creamer? 
And the guy looked at me and goes, yeah, did you want some? I know I made a face. Like, what the fuck? Like, why would I be asking? So then I was like, uh, yeah. And then when he walked away, Renee, Victor, and Renee's wife were giving me shit because like, oh my God, the face you made at him. And I was like, well, what the fuck? I'm not checking their inventory. Like, <laughs> do you want some? Obviously, I want some because I'm asking for it. Um, aside from that one that I, I'm telling you, I get reminded about that one quite often. Um, I'm sure there's been like, I hate waiting when I'm already done eating. We've had definitely an experience where like we were done ordering and we were done eating and then we were just kind of sitting there waiting for the check, trying to get their attention, like waving and like, hello, excuse me. And like calling other people like, can you, hello, hello, excuse me. Um, <laughs> and like nobody paid attention. So finally like somebody at our table got up and like went and physically got someone to come over so they could give us our check. Um, but aside from that, I don't think so. I tend to have really good experiences. I hope that it remains that way and nobody gets upset with me because I said that that guy annoyed me. No, sir, I was not checking inventory. <laughs> I wanted to know if I could have some. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what are your restaurant experiences? You know, I've only had one really bad one. And to this day, I have no idea what the fuck happened. And it was extra annoying because I was already having a pretty shitty day. It was 2017 on the day of my birthday. So March 29th, 2017. And I had gone to what at that point was my favorite restaurant in Little Italy. Actually, probably at that time in my life, it was my favorite restaurant in San Diego, period. Um, and it was mainly because at that time I was vegetarian and this particular Italian restaurant had really, really good food. Um, but they also had a just vegetarian and vegan menu, um, that you asked them for and everything on there was stuff that I could eat and the food was super good. And it was a little Italy and it, it just, it was really cute. Um, the service up until that point had been really good. Um, so we went there and me and my ex, um, we had, were already fighting. Of course, we always fought on every holiday uh, <laughs> and every special occasion that was like our, our brand. And so we get there, we're already like pretty pissed off at each other. And the, the server, he just, we, we got there and he sat us down or no, someone else sat us down and the server got there. And he was like, do you want waters? Like that. And then we're like, oh, uh, yeah. And also, because we were going to ask him how much it would cost if if we could open our own wine. Yeah. Because um, I had brought this bottle of wine in my purse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but he left before I could ask him that. He came back, put down the waters, and literally tossed the menus at us. And these were paper menus. So they were kind of like... There was not a lot of gravitational pull, so they were just kind of flying like a feather, like, and, like, it was just so fucking weird. Um, and then finally, I got to ask him if we could open, like, our wine, what was the corking fee? And so he told us, and we decided to go for it. 
he rolled his eyes at that and I was like what the fuck because I like to give people the benefit of the doubt like like maybe he was having a shitty day but every time that he came over to ask us questions or anytime that we asked him questions he never even looked at us in the eye and then when he finally came to take our order I was in the middle of telling him what I wanted but I have this like habit of like pointing to my menu like when I do that Mm -hmm. and so I was as I was pointing to my menu like I was touching it with my finger he was like oh yeah yeah that's what you want like and he said the name of the dish and then he literally took the menu from under my finger and then my then boyfriend had already ordered so he took the menu too and then he just left and then he just brought us our food and then never came back um except to give us the check and I was about to go tell the owner about it because I seen the owner um, because I had been there many times. It wasn't like I was friends with the owner or anything, but I had seen the owner. And so I knew it was him. And on my way to tell him, the guy who was our server ran up to him and was like, oh my God, how have you been? And then they gave each other hugs. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to get anywhere. Like, it seemed like maybe this is like someone who was either family or like really close friends with the owner. Um, And maybe that's why he felt comfortable enough to be like that and I had seen that server before at that restaurant but I had never personally gotten him like as a server yeah so I didn't know that he was like that but he was dude he was a total asshole and I never went back to that restaurant again like it completely tarnished all of my memories that I had with that restaurant but yeah I would say that, that that's been the worst but yeah there's been times where I've I've literally been done eating for like 45 minutes and no one gives me the check. I guess that that's probably universal for everyone. Every now and then it happens. It's so annoying. (sighs) Yeah. That's something because that probably makes the, I mean, it obviously makes the place look bad. And like doubt friends, I doubt that he would want somebody giving shit service. Yeah, and I and I do realize that now, like in the moment, like I was just so overwhelmed, and then I, I was just like, ugh, like it's two men, like what if they think I'm a Karen? Or, I I know the server would know that he did something wrong, but I don't know if the owner is gonna think that I'm lying. And then also, I was fighting with my then boyfriend. I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Um, mm. So I was just like, ugh, bye. Yeah. Happy 27th birthday to me. <laughs> Yay! Okay, so the next scene, uh, Ross, Monica, Rachel, and Phoebe are at the coffee shop, and Ross is complaining about Marcel erasing his messages and peeing on the newspaper. While they are discussing Marcel, Joey and Chandler are watching them through the window and discussing how much Phoebe and Ursula look alike, since they are twins and that is who their server was at the restaurant uh, earlier. Joey tells Chandler that he sees a difference. He thinks Phoebe is Phoebe and Ursula is hot, <laughs> which I don't understand. Uh, they go inside yeah. Central Park to join the rest of the gang, and they tell Phoebe that they saw her sister. We find out they haven't spoken in years, and Phoebe immediately asks if she's fat. Um, Phoebe explains that her sister has was always the overachiever and the one considered the pretty one. Um, we both have siblings. In the eyes of your parents, do you think there's a prettier and more successful one? Um, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> my sister is definitely the prettier and the most successful one in the eyes of my, my mom. Definitely the more successful one. 
I think she switches to who she thinks is the prettier one. Um, but definitely most successful, my sister. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Does your your mom has what three kids? Three daughters? Yeah, three if of I them. remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So is there a chosen one <laughs> in her eyes? Oh. So not prettiest because she's always gonna say that we're all just as beautiful. Um I always say that I'm the number one daughter and then I like throw it in their faces because when I was the only daughter my mom bought me a little charm for my necklace that said number one daughter (laughs) (laughs) I think one of my sisters like took it and started wearing it and I was like yeah but originally that was mine so like you can pretend but I'm number one daughter I don't think that I don't think my mom would ever do that (laughs) She wouldn't want to make us feel bad. And like, if I'm saying personally, um, like my sisters are more successful than I am only because they did high school and went straight to college and like already have their degrees. Meanwhile, I'm in my thirties, barely starting. So like, I took my time um, (laughs) trying to finish all that stuff. But no, I don't know. My mom's really nice. I don't think she would, um, she wouldn't, com- she doesn't compare us. My family does. Must be nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. Always got to be someone. Yeah, there was one. Well, it's funny because they don't mean to, but when they talk about, oh, the girls, they mean my sister's. When they talk, like when we talk in a group, it's like, oh my God, Christina, you're girls. When I, when they say that, I know that they're talking about my sisters. And so like one of my aunts was like, oh, how did you do it? Cause she has a daughter and she's like, how did you do it? I hope my daughter and um, grows up to be like your girls, blah, 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 blah. And then like within that same text message thread, she was like, Alex, you're like amazing too. And I was just like, don't worry about it. I kind of took it personal initially. And then I was just like, whatever. And I rolled my eyes at it. But the fact that she like flat out like, oh, you know, you're pointed it out too. (laughs) Was like, yeah, yeah, ho. Thanks for (laughs) putting me. Yeah, it's almost like she made it worse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So but yeah, no, not my mom. Anyway, in the same scene, uh, while everyone's still hanging out in the coffee shop, Ross excuses himself to go to a birthing class uh, with Carol and Susan. And in the next scene over, they're all together in the class. For some reason, Ross is the one that decides to be the one that introduces the group. So himself, Carol, and Susan. So Ross introduces himself as a dad and Carol as a mom, but Susan, he introduces as a friend. (laughs) But Carol uh, quickly clarifies that uh, her and Susan are actually lovers, which catches the attention of everyone um, at the class. Ross tries to change the subject by talking to a couple that's having twins, uh, but the attention is still on the trio and it is a little bit awkward. Have you ever had an embarrassing moment uh, while in a big group of people? So a class, church, a party, just anywhere where there's like just a group of people watching you. Um, I want to say I've said this before, but maybe not during our recordings. Um, but the only one that I could think of that was like super embarrassing was in high school. We were... Like, I used to hang out 
away from the quad because I didn't want to be around people. Uh, and one year, my friends were like, let's go here. And we, there was like a giant, you know, the green um, electrical boxes, like the big ones that you can sit on. Yeah. We used to hang out at one of those. Um, and so like we were all hanging out and my friend, I don't know what he said to me, but I went to like jokingly like kick him. And when I did that, he grabbed me like he caught my leg and then pulled and so I fell in the middle of the quad in front of everybody <laughs> so like people that were like off in the distance I could hear laughing I was so upset with him I could not believe that he did that because it was like dude seriously like we're in front of a bunch of people I wasn't gonna kick you like hard I was kidding but like thanks for making me uncomfortable love it Love, love, love. <laughs> um, but other than that, I can't think of anything where I would have embarrassed myself aside from like a drunken night at a bar or something, <laughs> which I black out for those. So I wouldn't remember anyways. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> I won't tell you, mom. Don't tell me. I have many embarrassing stories in front of people. I think I've shared a couple already. But after our last week's recording, I remembered uh, two more, and they were both in front of a group of people. Um, arguably, one wasn't that embarrassing because no one knew that it was me. <laughs> but um, so when I was in sixth grade, for our sixth grade promotion, they had us sing, um, oh my goodness, What a Wonderful World. <laughs> Um, like together, you know, yeah. no training whatsoever. They just had us singing in our ceremony or whatever. Right before it started, like it was super quiet, right? Because they're ready to, the conductor's ready to, <laughs> to have a start or whatever. I farted <clears throat> so loud. Um. And then we sang. No one had time to react because we started singing right away. And then at the end of the song, everyone's done clapping. I sit back down and there's two guys behind me, two kids, two boys. And one of them tells the other, oh my God, did you hear someone farted? And then the other boy said, yeah, it sounded like little bubbles. <laughs> um, so that was embarrassing, but not really because I didn't admit that it was me. But I think people are around me, like in my immediate vicinity, probably could tell that it was me. Yeah. And then another one, super embarrassing, that every now and then I think about it, and it makes me fucking cringe, um, is when <laughs> I was in college. Um, we had this assignment for sociology that it was like to read a document, like a, an article that the teacher had printed for us and it was like five pages or something like that mm -hmm. and the assignment was just to read it because the next day we were going to discuss it like in a group um and I forgot to read it and I was like skimming through it um as I was entering class but I I literally had no time as soon as we sat down she was like okay so let's have a discussion um let's see what you thought about this article and she's literally looking through the roster and I just know in my fucking heart that she's gonna call me 
And so she's like, sure enough, she's like, hey, uh, Laura, like, what did you think about it? And I stare at her and in my mind, I'm like, what am I going to do? I don't want to tell her I didn't read it because I didn't. I had no idea. Like, I knew what the article was about, but I didn't have anything to share of sustenance because I didn't read it. So what I did instead is I was like, <laughs> I can't even imitate it. It's so ridiculous. I pretended that I lost my voice, that I was sick and I lost my voice. And the teacher was like, did you not read this or do you not have a voice? Like, did you lose your voice? Are you sick? And then I, I just gestured like, oh, yeah, I don't have a voice. But I swear to you, everybody there knew that I did. And I was just trying to save face. Oh. <laughs> and I think about that often. And I cringe so hard. <laughs> but nothing like Ross. No. Hopefully never like Ross. <laughs> okay. So meanwhile, Chandler is speaking to one of his coworkers, Nina, about how her work is throwing off the weenus. Nina apologizes and states that she would never do anything to hurt his weenus. This um, she says in a flirtatious way. Later at Monica and Rachel's, Chandler is telling Ross that Nina is really cute. Ross warns that he shouldn't date anyone from work. Don't dip your pen in the company ink. <laughs> Have you ever dipped your pen in the company ink? Yeah, I think we've discussed this before, but... Um... And I really hope this doesn't affect any future employment of mine. Um, but the majority of the people that I've dated, I met at work. Um, the only person that I didn't meet at work, I met at church, uh, which the, the type of church I was going to, I went like three to four times a week. So arguably it was kind of like work. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't help it. That's how I get to know people. I don't, I don't go out to bars to try to meet new people. I, I don't really go hang out. So that's the only place that I'd meet someone. And I feel like at work, it's kind of really easy to get close to someone because you already are in the same place. You're already sharing. You have the, the shared experience of whatever work you're doing. So at least you have one thing in common. Yeah. And uh, you get to know people that way without the added pressure of, you know, when you like like someone and you don't know them yet, there's kind of like some pressure like oh man am I gonna like how they are like if they're nice to other people or what do they wear or whatever like at work you accidentally already know that about each other so it's like oh I already know I like you cool <laughs> but has someone someone's pen someone's company pen been dipped into your ink <laughs> um yes so when I worked but it was when I I was like 18 um, and I worked at a, I worked at the Hotel Dell. Um, they shall all remain unnamed because there were a few. Um, but it was, it was literally like, oh yeah, let's go on a date. And then we like slept together and then we never spoke again. So, and it wasn't a them thing it was a me thing like oh, I see. yeah okay like we're good I we we this doesn't need to happen again and not because it was bad just because I didn't want to do it again but yeah I think that was the first and only was that job 
because I don't think I've ever hooked up with anybody since. Because um, and then I worked like more hospital jobs uh, and I was already like married or in a relationship. So no, nobody ever at work. I wanted to, but no. But I was married, so no. <laughs> I was good. I didn't, yeah, you were good. didn't let anybody dip their pen. <laughs> into your ink, into your company ink. Yeah. <laughs> I always think that that's funny. I, I understand why, uh, you know, people don't want you to date and when someone that you're working with, um, because I obviously like i've never had like a one night stand or or just slept with someone that i worked with i i've had like full-on relationships like i was engaged to someone that i used to work with and when we broke up the office was divided <laughs> oh <laughs> but it was a very unfair division not unfair um because everyone can interpret what happened whatever way they want but for the most part everyone was feeling for him mm. and it became a very so I, I, I get why they tell you not to do that like that. I, I understand it. Um, again, for me, it's like one of the only ways that I can meet people. But don't worry, future employers. I'm in a very happy, very committed relationship right now. <laughs> I'm not trying to get any more pens to be dipped into my ink. <laughs> but in the same scene, uh, Marcel takes the remote and changes the language settings to Spanish on the TV which annoys everyone since they can't fix it. Chandler asks Monica why the Christmas lights are still up, to which Monica responds that it was Rachel's responsibility to take them down. Richard argues uh, that Monica should have reminded her by leaving a note on the fridge. Monica then points to the note on the fridge, which apparently has been up for a while. Joey comes in telling Chandler that he thinks Ursula likes him because he went to Riff's, the restaurant where she works at, and she gave him free fries and a tuna melt. Uh, Chandler advises Joey to run it by Phoebe if he likes Ursula and wants to date her. Uh, Joey then does ask Phoebe if, it's, uh, if it would be okay to date Ursula. Phoebe hesitates and it's clearly upset by the question, but she tells Joey that she's okay with it. Would you be okay if one of your best friends, like think of a, your guy best friend, if, if he was available, would you be okay with him dating one of your sisters? No. Um, because yo soy bien celosa and I <laughs> like I'm jealous with my friends um, which is funny because I know for a fact that I get it from my mom um, <laughs> and I'll explain why but no I'm very possessive with people that belong to me and I would <laughs> pay with having um, my interactions limited due to their relationship because obviously we wouldn't be hanging out you know as much on our own like my sister would always be there whatever um but I know that I get it from my mom because she was telling me like I think I was complaining about his ex or something and she was like oh no and Victor is like I know he's yours but he's mine and I was like okay <laughs> like she didn't you know she obviously means it in a sweet way but she's very possessive also so she's like no 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 no. 
Victor is mine. And I'm like, okay, mom, you can have <laughs> So, yeah. That's super but, yeah, sweet. No, I would not be okay with anybody dating my best friends. Um, and you, with your sister? No, absolutely not. For a variety of reasons. One is I am jealous as well. I wouldn't say that I'm possessive, but at certain certain things get under my skin. And if someone knows what those things are, it's my sister. And she has uh, always enjoyed pushing those boundaries. Like she likes pushing those buttons. Um, and if she sees that it's working, like she likes pushing even further. Um, so I, I know that if for some reason she dated one of my guy best friends, she would be doing things that would annoy me and or jeopardize my friendship with that person. Like I would feel like I might lose my friend um, in that. And then if they ever broke up, then it's like, well, now I would feel like a bad person if it was like a really terrible breakup and my sister doesn't want me to see them anymore, you know? But also another factor would be that I don't, I tell my friends more intimate things than I tell my family. I, I consider my friends the family that I chose. Not to say that one is above the other, but the connections are different. Like the things that I talk about with you are not the things that I talk about with my sister. Like you are the person that I chose and I would not be comfortable with like my best friend that's now dating my sister like sharing stories that were just meant to be with me and my friend mm-hmm. like that would make me so uncomfortable so no i i would not be okay with it and i would make it known hey like you're an adult you can do whatever you want but if you start to date my sister we might be jeopardizing our friendship here <laughs> mm-hmm. don't do it so later at the birthing class, Ross and Susan find themselves alone since Carol wasn't able to make it. They both decide to stay to get the information. This particular session has role-playing exercises and they flip a coin to see who will play the part of mommy. Ross ends up having to be the mom and imagining himself opening up like a flower, which visibly annoys him. Back at Chandler's office, his boss comes in to tell him that they have to do several layoffs, one of which is Nina. Uh, later, with Nina in his office, he is about to fire her, but loses um, the courage to do so when he is about to spill the beans and instead asks her out on a date. Have you ever had to fire someone? No, not me personally, but I did have to provide the feedback that did cost someone to lose their job. That was really terrible experience and every now and then I still think about it and it still makes me feel guilty even though I was just doing my job and the kicker for this is that the person's name was the same name as mine their first name oh so yeah I I didn't have to say the words we're letting you go but I basically handed the boss the gun to fire this person I was once in a in a supervisor position, but no, I didn't have to fire anybody while I was there. And I don't think I've been the cause of anybody else's. I participated with what became the cause of someone getting fired. Um, we used to go at lunch and have drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. And 
and uh, come back to work like an hour later. Like we would take an hour lunch. She ended up getting let go, but they said it was like other stuff. They didn't say it was that. So I don't know. But then after that, I stopped going out for lunch. Um, but still at the coffee shop, or rather at the coffee shop, uh, Rachel asked Phoebe uh, what she would like for her birthday. <laughs> Phoebe responds that she would really like it. What she would really like is for her mother to still be alive and celebrate it with her. But you know what? Also, bath salts would be nice. Uh, two patrons then walk in and recognize Phoebe, or they think that they recognize her because they actually think that it's Ursula because they are patrons at the restaurant where Ursula works. Uh, for some reason, they think that she works there too. Which, side note, if I went to a restaurant and I saw a server from a different restaurant there, I would not automatically think that they also work at that restaurant. Like, my first thought would be, oh, you are also eating here, like me. So they try to order from her, um, but she doesn't work there, so she dismisses them and then goes to sit down. <laughs> which, which to them, like, further proves, like, it solidifies that it must be Ursula because of the way that she was dismissive towards them. Mm-hmm. Since Ursula is like that with them when they go eat there. Has someone ever confused you for someone else? Like, have they thought that they were someone else that they knew? You were someone else that they knew? Yes. So, in high school... Um, this girl, like, I, she wasn't, she didn't go there all four years. Like, she came my senior year. I think she was only there for a year. She might have been there for two. Whatever the case, I didn't like this chick. I have RBF, and this bitch had RBF. And we just, for whatever reason, we just didn't like each other. Um, <laughs> and one day I was walking down the hallway and some guy stopped me and he was like hey loose and i was like i looked at him i gave him the worst excuse me and i was like i don't know you and he goes si luz acuérdate nos conocimos nos acabamos de conocer and i was like yo no te conozco i don't fucking know you my name is not loose and right when i said that she walked up like towards him like hey and he goes oh and I was like yeah that's that bitch and I just walked off (laughs) oh hell no like I have never been so insulted and not to say que estaba fea like estaba bonita la muchacha but don't compare me to somebody else I know what the fuck I look like motherfucker so like (laughs) do not look like this chick Fuck you for thinking that I did. Sir, get your life together. Aside from that, I don't think anyone has ever confused me for anybody else. I have a very distinct birthmark on my face um, that, like, there's no fucking way you could confuse me for somebody else. I don't even know how this guy did it. (laughs) This is dumb. Yeah, obviously. Have you ever been confused for somebody else? A celebrity. Yeah, oh my god. Not a celebrity. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it's actually one of my favorite moments now that I think about it. But back then I was like so confused. So my cousin's wife, as then they were just boyfriend and girlfriend, but my cousin's wife's parents, like they throw these um really nice uh New Year's Eve parties. And, like, they even rent, like, venues and stuff. Like, it's, like, a 
party party like imagine a wedding or a quinceañera but it's for new year's eve and it's like a it's like a yeah there's like open bar and everything so if for new year's eve 2017 to 2018 i was living with my cousin so um he had asked me what i was doing for new year's so i told him i didn't have any plans i was like super stressy depressy at that time and so he's like come with us you're gonna have a great time and i was like yeah okay um and so i went and as soon as i started like hanging out like at the party as soon as we went in everyone was super smiley with me and i was like oh my god everyone's so nice um and then they would sit down next to me and they'd be like como estas mija and i'd be like oh you know well thank you so much for asking <laughs> Más o menos, like so so <laughs> And the whole night, like, people were being so nice. Like, this one guy was like, ¿Y cómo has estado? How's your mom? And I was, like, thinking that's kind of weird, but my mom's good. She good, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until someone was like, hey, Elisa, can you come dance with me? That I was like, <laughs> who, who is Elisa? <laughs> And it's almost like the entire room then realized that I was not the person that they thought I was. <laughs> like all of us that had been participating in this, these interactions were at the same time like embarrassed because we realized, first of all, I was just being super friendly with them because they're super friendly with me. I wasn't questioning that they were asking me how my job had been, how my mom was. Like, I was just telling them. <laughs> and I was like, how nice. I feel like I'm family. That's because Elisa, my doppelganger, is family. <laughs> she is my cousin's wife's cousin. Oh. And I actually have met her. I do not think that we look so much alike, um, but I do think that the way that I did my makeup um, that day definitely made me look a little bit more like her. I don't know if they, like it was her, I don't know, maybe they just hadn't seen her in a while. You know how you haven't seen someone in a while? Sometimes they change or whatever. Yeah. But obviously she's gorgeous. <laughs> But yeah, that was that's the only time where where someone confused me for some so a lot of someone's confused me for somebody else. And to this day, we we to this day we still say that uh, story when we get together. Like and and when I met Elisa, I was like ah, like I was like oh my god, she was just like huh, because she didn't go to the party, so, so she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what? <laughs> Here, yeah. you're the famous confusion. <sighs> see oh man life um okay so back at monica and rachel's the girls are scolding chandler for still dating and not having fired nina he responds by telling them well you still haven't taken down the christmas lights um at the time of this recording it's about to be february have you taken down your christmas decorations i haven't taken down my tree my tiny tree <laughs> or my sign that says merry christmas you filthy animals <laughs> but everything else i did how about you so the only thing that i still have up 
is the 2021 balloons. <laughs> um, but I, there are Christmas lights in my living room, but those are up year round. I never take those down there just to add light so that we don't have a bright light when we're sitting here watching TV. Um, Cause I don't like it to be super dark. But yeah, I immediately took down my tree after I want to say by New Year's it was gone. I don't think I had it when you guys came over. Or did I? No, I, I did. You did. Are you sure? Mm hmm. Oh, maybe you're right. I mean, you have to rewrite. You live there. Because we had the decoration over the door that said Happy New Year. Over the oh, that's right. Yeah, so no, I took my tree down maybe like that weekend of Christmas. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was over it. I put away my <laughs> Santa. I had a I had a a Tyrannosaurus oh, yeah. Rex with the Santa on his back. Um, really cute, like lawn decor, and I put that away like almost immediately. Also. <laughs> I don't because then it's just more work for me to like I don't want to think about it later just get out of here and it's funny do it now. yeah because Christmas day I looked at Victor and I was like can I take down the tree and he was like already I was like yeah why not we don't need it anymore <laughs> <laughs> need it for anything put it away so as soon as I felt like he wasn't going to be bothered by me putting it away I Take it down. All of it. <laughs> All of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, to be fair, my Christmas tree is tiny. It's not, like, imposing or anything. <laughs> but, yeah, it's still there. It's still Christmas right here. But, Girl, in my defense, we're almost I'm pretty sure. <laughs> but, okay, listen. I'm pretty sure, because we already did a Valentine's Day episode. So this has to be like in March for them. So um, I'm not, it's not March yet. It's not too bad. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> so right at this moment, uh, still at the apartment, Joey walks in and right after him, Mr. Heckle, Mr. Heckle snucks to tell them to stop making so much noise. Monica tells them that they're not making any noise, that they're just sitting there quietly, but they will try to keep it down. Joey walks to the living room and asks Phoebe to try on a sweater since he just wants to make sure that it fits. Phoebe gets excited because she thinks it's her first with her present, but Joey clarifies that it's actually for Ursula and he figured he, he, they would be the same size. Okay, another thing that I have to stop here, like why would you think that just because you're twins, you're the same size? Like you're different people, Jesus. But anyway, Phoebe is dismissive of him and just tells him, oh, it fits, um, and just kind of throws the sweater back. Uh, Joey then tells the group that he really likes Ursula, which irritates Phoebe even more. Uh, Joey catching on to Phoebe being upset reminds her that she did say that she would be okay with him dating Ursula. She then tells Joey that maybe now it's not okay, to which Joey responds, well, maybe now I'm not okay with it not being okay. Phoebe then responds with a loud, okay. Uh, and the rest of the gang is super tense and uncomfortable during this confrontation. And they just keep helping Monica to finish her knitting. If you were Joey, would you have stopped dating Ursula the moment that you realized that it made Phoebe uncomfortable or upset? I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like I've been in that scenario where like I was dating someone that I was told not to date, but not because they were friends. It was just, they didn't like him. <laughs> oh, um, but I don't, I don't know what I would do if I was Joey. I think, I think it's wrong of Phoebe because you can't help who you like. Like if you have a connection yeah. with someone, you know, it's unfortunate, but it's how you feel and you can't just turn that off. There's no switch to just like not like them anymore. Um, I think I would have probably just bit my tongue and not said anything if I was Phoebe. What do you think? Mm, I think like you, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I mean, we did both say that we wouldn't be okay with people dating our siblings. So if I was the person trying to date the sibling, I guess I would try to find out the why it's not okay um, or why it makes them upset. But also, like, Phoebe should have been honest with Joy from the get-go. Like, Joy doesn't know Ursula. Like, if she, I feel like if he had known how upset it made Phoebe from the beginning that he would have just not done it because like, Joey is that type of person yeah but at this point like he's already invested so I do think it's a little bit unfair to just kind of flip the switch on Joey so yeah I mean I guess if I were Joey I, w I would really just try to find out why it's such a big deal um and then reevaluate from there like if I already like them a lot like if I'm really on my way to falling in love with them then sorry you shit out of luck you told me it was okay right um but if I just like have like a little crush on them and someone tells me oh you know it makes me uncomfortable and I think that it's worth it for me to stop dating them then yeah I probably would no one has ever told me not to date someone Someone did tell me to stop talking to someone, but they told me to stop talking to them because I wasn't going to date them. So they didn't want me to like give them any more hope. Mm. Um, but I also didn't respect that because I, I felt like I'm making my feelings for this person perfectly clear. So if they think that they still have a chance with me or that I'm stringing them along, that's on them. Like that's not on me. That yeah. is true. We are always right. Of course we are. Duh. Moving on. Where am I? <laughs> we then cut to Chandler's office where he is spending some time with Nina. His boss walks into his office and then realizes that Nina is still there. Chandler explains to Mr. Douglas, his boss, that after he fired Nina, her psychologist reached out to him and told him that she took the news really badly and went on a frenzy. He tells Mr. Douglas that he won't fire her until he knows um, that she is not a threat to herself or others. <laughs> so fucked up. Fucked. Yeah. Have ever had to lie to keep a relationship at work a secret? Uh, it can be yours or anyone else's. Also, have you ever been fired from a job? Um, no. I'm trying to think if I've ever had to lie about someone else's relationship at work. Because I've never lied about my own. Like, I'm always like, 
if is there a company policy for this if there is let me sign the document if there isn't then get the fuck out of my face yes um but i'm trying to think if i've had to lie about someone else's relationship not necessarily lie um but i had a friend that told me and this all happened so quickly so i had a friend that was married and um there was this guy that sold man i don't want to out them um let's say he sold tortas he was a potato um, he sold tortas <laughs> yeah he's he this potato farmer he brought his potatoes um to work to sell them and she would always be buying potatoes from him and then i was like wow you really like um Pepe's potatoes <laughs> and she was like yeah Pepe's potatoes are the best and then she was like also he's like so cute and then I was like thinking it was just like an innocent so cute because she was married uh-huh. um but no she really really liked him and they actually started going to dates like lunch dates together oh this guy was also had a girlfriend he was in a relationship um but I didn't, it's not like I was hiding it from work, but I, I kind of was because she did confess to me that she actually had feelings for him. Mm-hmm. So I was, oh my God, what do they call it? An instigator. Is it an instigator? I was helping her. <laughs> <laughs> so anytime that she wanted to go talk to Pepe from Pepe's Potatoes, like, I would just be like, oh, Pepe, I need you to deliver some potatoes over here. Um, and he would come, and then they would just flirt with each other for a while, and then he would leave, whatever. Um, but not necessarily that I was hiding it from the company. I think she just wanted it to be discreet because she, her marriage, like, she was married, but I know that they had a lot of problems. They were absolutely on their way out. I'm pretty sure Pepe helped let her get out of the marriage um but i'm pretty sure like her marriage wasn't gonna last anyway um so she i don't think she wanted to come off a certain way (laughs) so that's that's why she was hiding it um so i i did help them keep it discreet but i didn't lie uh to anyone um about anything that was happening um for mine no i've never had to lie and i've never been fired from a job but I think I talked about this last week and where I put my two weeks notice and then they just told me to leave like (laughs) now instead of waiting the two weeks. So that that has happened to me. So I'm not sure like if that counts. To me, it kind of did count because I don't know, it just kind of seemed like a fucked up thing to do. And I I had to do the whole parade with my stupid box. Mm. So it felt like I got fired. No, what about you? Have you ever had to lie to keep your relationship secret or somebody else's? Have you been fired? So I don't think I had to lie. So when I worked at the hotel, I would definitely dated two guys around the same time. Um, and they knew each other. <laughs> um, but I didn't lie. Like I didn't say anything to anyone. It was kind of like, oh he's off today cool I get to flirt with you now um and then I've never had to keep anybody else's relationship from anybody um 
everybody that I've worked with, um, like they had their own relationships outside of work already. Uh, so I didn't have to, like it wasn't, there was no secret to keep is what I'm trying to get at. Um, and then as far as being fired officially, I've been fired once. <laughs> once. One time. Um, I worked at Nordstrom uh, and I was a salesperson and I did not like my job. And I was also pregnant at the time. Uh, mm. And it was my first pregnancy. And I remember we were standing around and it was like me and my coworkers and we were all about the same age and we all like, we actually got along and we were all just hanging out. And I was like, "Ugh, no, I'd rather get fired than quit. Like, why would I quit? And then you don't get like the unemployment and stuff. But I said it joking and the, the assistant manager was like, I guess we were within earshot of her because she overheard me and took it to my supervisor and then they oh, wow. are, and I was like, it was a joke. Nobody was on the floor. There were no like customers. It's not like I said it. I didn't announce it. Like it was a personal conversation that somebody overheard and it sucks that it was the manager, but there were no clients in the store. Like we had no patrons that day and they were like, well, unfortunately, like it makes it you are not representing the company properly by stating that you wouldn't want to work here. So like, we're just going to go ahead and let you go. I was like, Oh my God. I literally just told you guys last week that I was pregnant. So thanks. Thanks a lot. That's amazing. I was literally like within a week that I found out that I was pregnant. I told my boss crying that I was pregnant and then yeah, she still was like, yeah, here. Bye. Was this your first pregnancy? Mm Mm-hmm. Do you think that it had anything to do with you being fired? Like, do you think that they were trying to find an excuse to fire you? I think so. But I mean, geez, it's not like my reviews were terrible. But whatever. I moved on. Que sangrones. Que mamones. Don't work at Nordstrom. Just kidding. Don't sue me. (laughs) Don't sue me (laughs) for defamacion. (laughs) Yeah. Just kidding. Nordstrom's is great. I still shop there. Well, at the rack. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Dude, same. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So meanwhile, Ross, Carol, and Susan have just finished one of another one of their birthing classes. And the class ends with them having to watch a birth like on video, which causes Carol to freak out about giving birth. Susan calms her down by telling her that the birth part is just one day and that when it's over, they're all going to be parents for the rest of their lives. This statement makes Ross realize finally that he's going to be a father. (laughs) Even though he already knew, he says to the gang later, I always knew that I was having a baby, but I never knew that the baby was having me. (laughs) Joey gets up to leave and Phoebe stops him and asks him where he's going and he does confirm to Phoebe that he's on his way to go see Ursula. Phoebe then asks if they have done the, you know, you know, you know, <laughs> and he responds with, not that it's any of your business, but no, we haven't. So Joey and Ursula's relationship is becoming increasingly bothersome to Phoebe. 
Um, and I'm sure there's some tension with Joey too, but has anyone in your family ever dated one of your friends and did it make you upset? <laughs> no. Um, I had, <laughs> so, so here's me being my conceited self. I have friends that like, oh, who's that to my cousin? And I'm like, my cousin, why? And then they'll be like, oh, because she's cute. Like, hook it up. And then I'm like, okay, so you want to get with my cousin, but you never thought about getting with me? Like, that's fucked up. <laughs> my conceited ass thinks that I'm cuter than anybody that I know. So, um, <laughs> so there's that. But no, I've never had my friends date anybody that I, like anybody that's related to me. I dated... Mm, my cousin's friend um they were like childhood friends like elementary school status all the way through probably i mean they still talk today when when they get a chance it's never it's not a consistent communication anymore um but i dated him for quite some time and he was an asshole so the only reason that it bothered her was because he was an asshole but she let me do my thing. She never really, like, got in the middle. And you? Um, no. I, I tried to make it happen. <laughs> I tried to make one of my best friends family. Um, and what's funny is they, they actually did think of each other. Like, they thought that they were cute. like but I you know what happened I think I did it too early I because I've been friends with this chick for like 14 years at this point I don't remember I'm 31 almost anyway so when when I first when we graduated high school I was like hey I have this cousin um do you want to meet him (laughs) and yeah it just didn't work out and I actually try to set up my cousin with a couple of my friends because I, I just, this is my closest guy cousin or actually probably my closest cousin period. Um, and I consider him my brother. So I wanted whoever he married to be like my best friend <laughs> because I was always going to be around. <laughs> um, and so I tried, I tried to push him to date my friends, but it never happened but the good thing is that I actually do very much love his wife so it it did end up working out I just I was going about it all wrong he had to find me a friend outside of the friends that I already had (laughs) Um, but no no one I can't think of anyone that's ever dated one of my friends and then it made me upset I try not to mix my peas and carrots so, no, it hasn't happened. Peas, ew. I love peas. <laughs> no, gracias. No me gusta. Where am I? Back at Chandler's office, Nina walks in to vent about her coworkers, um, acting strange towards her. Chandler, not knowing what to say, then says that maybe they are acting like that because she is getting a big raise. They hug, and Nina is very excited. Um, 
to Celalai Chandler intercoms his secretary to put in the paperwork for Nina's raise. The secretary responds by asking him, so you still want me to send her psychological profile to personnel? Uh, Nina is confused and Chandler, while spiraling, asks her to marry him. We immediately cut to him telling the story of what happened to Ross, Monica, Rachel, and Phoebe. Uh, back at the girl's apartment. He ended up telling Nina the truth and she apparently stapled his hand, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> that is one of the worst ways that you've broken up with someone or the worst way that someone responded to breaking up with you breaking up with them? I think the worst way that I broke up with someone was when I was in high school. <laughs> um, and I, man, okay, other things I'm going to tell you, I was a kid, okay? I was a child. Um, I want to say I was like 16, but it was this guy. He was really sweet. There was really nothing wrong with him um, except for <laughs> <laughs> every time he ate a cookie. No. Every time he ate a cookie, he would kiss me and then go blow on my face like <sighs> and say cookie breath. Uh-uh. No, that's not cute. And I hated that. <laughs> but other than that, he was so nice. He walked me to all my classes, even though his classes were not anywhere close to my classes. He would come find me and then walk me to my class and then run to his class. So I broke up with him by writing in a letter <laughs> that said, I don't want to date you anymore. I don't remember what excuse I gave him, but I... I've always been really bad at confrontation and especially when I was a teenager. So I just didn't, I just didn't want to tell him to his face. So I just wrote him a letter. He came to pick me up so that he could walk me to my theater class. Uh, and I handed him the note and then he was like, <laughs> he told me he loved me. Oh no. And my damn ass, my dumb ass said, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> right after I handed him the breakup letter. <laughs> oh my god. But he didn't <laughs> he didn't like react really badly. Like that wasn't like the worst reaction that I've gotten to a breakup. That was just like the shittiest way that I broke up with someone I feel. <laughs> um the worst reaction that I got, man, it's been a couple actually. So um, when I told my husband that I was hundred percent sure that I wanted to get divorced and I had been telling him for a while, but I think the day that I was like, no, like this is for sure done, done. Like, yeah, that, that was a, it was really, really upsetting. I'm not in like a violent way or anything. It's just, he got really, really, really sad. And then I felt like a shit person for more than one reason, but anyway, but what has been the way, the worst way that you broke up with someone and or the worst reaction that you got to a breakup? Um, I probably wrote somebody a letter too. I'm positive. <laughs> I know that like I tried breaking up with my uh, now husband over a text <laughs> and he has brought it up like you tried breaking up with me over a text. And it was like, yeah, but because I wouldn't have been able to say what I needed to say. And there have been times where, like, 
I'm no good verbally. I have to be put on paper so that I can get everything out um, because I forget things or I get interrupted or, you know, they start asking questions and then it's like, fuck, I lost my like point and now I sound like an idiot and what I want to say isn't coming out. Uh, and for that reason, I thought it was proper to put it in a text. Um, obviously that didn't do anything because here we are married now. Married. <laughs> um, I mean, it wasn't because he was a bad person. I just wasn't feeling it at the time. Um, and then <laughs> when I was married the first time with my, with my first husband, um, I mean, our relationship was shit. Like it was a shitty, everything about it was shitty. Um, he had dated this girl in like high school or something. And she had moved away and she had come into town for whatever reason and reached out to him. And at this point I was already checked out of my relationship. Like I just needed an out. Like I didn't know how to break up with him. I didn't know how to leave cause we were married and we lived together. And it's like, well, do I take my stuff? Like, what do I even take? Do I just take the kids? I don't even know. So, it was my first divorce. Um, so he hung out with this girl and then I guess she told him that she was in love with him. So it quote unquote confused him and his feelings. Yeah, exactly. That face. Um, so then he told me like he came home and was like, I need to be honest with you. I don't know how I feel. Like, I obviously love you. You're my wife. But like, she just told me that she was in love with me and she was my first love. And I don't know, like, I kind of want to explore that. And that was like my out. That was my opening to getting out of that relationship. And I remember I was like, oh, well, you know, I was very sympathetic and like very, understanding and just you know tell it like pushing him to like explore the feelings like oh you know I don't want you to be with me if you're not really in love with me so figure out your feelings and she was going back to San Francisco and so um I was even like go to San Francisco with her and like figure out how you <laughs> and like stay out there for as long as you need like, when you come back, we'll figure it out together, you know, whatever. And so he left to fucking San Francisco. Who does that? Okay. I'm oh, my God. Bro, huh, you shall remain nameless. However, what the fuck were you thinking? Like, thank you, because I really needed an out because I didn't know what I was doing, trying to leave. But what the fuck? Who does that? Anyways, so he left to San Francisco. I think he was up there for, like, two weeks. And in those two weeks, I got a storage. I moved out all of his shit into the storage and whatever I could take to his mom's. Like I told his mom, what, like, can I bring stuff? And she was like, sure. Whatever I, she allowed me to take to her house, I took. I grabbed all of my shit, like clothes and albums and like stuff that had meaning. And I took it to my mom's. 
and everything else I put out on our parking space and I called like the Goodwill or something and I had them pick up everything. I got rid of everything, my dishes, my microwave, couches, everything. I did not keep a thing. I just was like deuces. And when he came back to San Diego, he was like, oh, really? Like you just moved my stuff out and like what we're just broken up now. And I was like, yep this is what I needed. Like I'm outro. Did you close the lease? Like where you guys lived or what? It was like a month to month situation. Oh, okay. I really didn't even have to worry about that. Yeah. Oh God. I was, yeah. It was perfect timing that he decided to do all that. But yeah. Um, so that, (laughs) that breakup was the worst thing that I've ever done. Cause like I, literally left him thinking that like yeah everything was gonna be fucking peachy when you came back but no i moved everything out (laughs) dude honestly you were more than justified how crazy would you have to be to go tell your wife hey i may have feelings for this other person like i may be in love with this other person and how stupid do you have to be to believe that your wife is just gonna be like you know what? Yeah, that must be really rough. You should really go and fuck her for a few weeks and see who you like to be with more. Like, that's so stupid. (sighs) I will say, he did complain about her having a very, very natural bush. I was like, that's not my problem. (laughs) Make her shave. I don't know what the fuck you have to do about that. (laughs) What a crazy... It was, yeah... Mm. anyways moving on moving on indeed (laughs) Um, we are almost done yay um still oh well oh and real quick so somebody broke up with me in a letter one time (laughs) but it was so I was a sophomore and he was a senior and I gave this guy my virginity and within like two weeks of us sleeping together he wrote me a letter that he no longer wanted to be my boyfriend luckily for him i didn't want to be his girlfriend either <laughs> like i was open. <laughs> but it was just like bro so you took my virginity and then you can't even break up with me to my face thanks that is super rude actually right whatever i didn't want him anyways <laughs> been there done that but um Moving on, like I said. <laughs> Still at the moment, Monica is trying to figure out how to switch the TV back to English, but she is unable to do so. While she keeps trying, Phoebe finally tells her to please just turn it off. She, she's obviously upset, and she tells the gang um, that it's because of Ursula and Joey. Rachel asks her, is it really so terrible? And then she explains that her sister's not evil, but that she's always breaking her stuff. She shares a story about her thermos and how she wouldn't let Ursula have it. So Ursula threw it under the bus. And then another story about a boyfriend that Phoebe had, um, who was also like her best friend. And then Ursula stole him away, broke his heart. And then he ended up not wanting to talk to her because um, they looked too much alike. And it reminded her, it reminded him, sorry, of the heartbreak. Uh, And then the gang tells her that she should just be honest with Joey. So she gets up to go across the hall and talk to him. And Ursula answers the door wearing only Joey's shirt. <laughs> it just reminded me of a movie. Sorry. 
Um, has there been a time when a friend caused you pain um, if they did not mean to? Or do you know of a time when you caused a friend pain without intending to? Yes and yes. Um, so, man. Um, friends have caused me pain without wanting to, for sure. One that I can think of right now, just because it's the most painful, most recent one. And I really do not think that she did this in a malicious way. Like, I don't think that she sat there and said, I'm going to do this to make Laura cry. Um, but it was um, my best friend from childhood. Um, and she just blocked me and never talk to me ever again. And it's been over a year now, so I don't think that she is going to reach out ever. Um, and obviously that did hurt me a lot. I am not guiltless in this transaction because I know like she saw me when I was at my very worst, like, like I was not a good person. I made terrible decisions and she did end up getting caught in the middle of a lot of them because she was such a close friend to me that she was always there to protect me and to take me in if something happened and to go live with me if I needed someone to stay with me and I didn't want to be alone. Um, so she was an absolute excellent friend. I do think that I did deserve at least a warning, a goodbye, something. Um, so while I know that the things that she did were probably for for her, you know, for her mental health, um, it probably did end up taking too much of a toll on her. Mm -hmm. And I understand um, she did cause me a great deal of pain. The, the uncertainty of being able to reach out to her one day and then not the next, um, that was extremely painful. And that actually still makes me really sad. Um, the other day, I was going through some old stuff and I found this notebook that I had for several years and I remember one night we were really really drunk and she was drawing on that notebook so I found all her old drawings but that's not the thing that broke me um I was just kind of going through the pages because I actually didn't write in this notebook a lot it's mainly empty except for the drawings and then I was going through the pages to see if there were any more drawings that she did but instead I found a note um that said like Laura you're so beautiful and I'm gonna love you forever and ever and that shit destroyed me <laughs> um because that's just not the case I don't I don't talk to her I don't know where she's at I don't know what she's doing I don't even know if she's okay in the middle of this pandemic but it is what it is. I do take responsibility for all the fucked up things that I did um, that did hurt her. Um, and, and I do understand why she did it. But obviously, yeah, it did cause me a great deal of pain. Have I caused people pain without intending to? All the time. I'm such a shithead. <laughs> um, to this particular friend, there are many instances that to me... Now, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I definitely shouldn't have done that. But one that sometimes keeps me up at night, <laughs> and it's so ridiculous. <laughs> not really ridiculous. It's not. But it's ridiculous that I was such an asshole, and I didn't realize how much of an asshole I was then. So I had um, this girl that I used to work with that 
super fast became my best friend. Um, we had like things in common and she was just super sweet and sh she was weird like me. And so we became really good friends. Um, and this girl, she's very religious. She's very Christian. She's very kind. Um, and she always like everything that she did like was exemplifying of her beliefs. Um, Oh man, I'm trying to be politically correct without sounding like an asshole. So because of this, so she had this boyfriend and I did not think that they were being intimate at all. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently they were. And at this time, we were still really good friends, but we didn't actually spend that much time at work together anymore because I had different working responsibilities um, the main reason why we became like close friends like really really best friends is because we used to work really close to each other and then I started working like a different job so we kind of slowly started drifting apart and then another receptionist started working and she became like actually best friends with her um, and it was around the time where things were changing but she told me she told me to come over here really quickly. I was kind of running around the, the dealership was when I worked at the dealership. And she's like, Laura, come here. I have to tell you something. And I was like, okay. And she was also telling this other girl the same thing. Like she was going to announce something to us. Mm -hmm. And so she shows me this picture or this video of an ultrasound. Um, and I was like, what is this? Like with like a, what is this? Like, I don't have time type of face. Cause I didn't have time. Um, and she was like it's an ultrasound she's like I'm pregnant and then I was like oh my god no you're not and I left <gasps> Laura because I didn't think she was pregnant I didn't <laughs> for, for two reasons one the fact that she was really really religious I I I'm sorry I misunderstood I not misunderstood but I assumed that she wouldn't um be intimate with her boyfriend and two i we were really really good friends so i would have thought that she would tell me differently or that she would at least tell me oh i hooked up with so and so you know like it just came out of left field for me and so i told her no you're not and then i walked away and when i came back like yeah she looks super sad and then i think about that all the time and i'm like yeah imagine me finally being excited to share this news with who I think is my really good friend. And then they're like, no, you're not. And then walk away. Yeah, that's fucking fucked. <laughs> so yeah, that's the one time where I did, I definitely did not mean to hurt her feelings, but I do think that about, I think that so like about that so much, like, I think like once or twice a week, I think about that. And I still, she's still my friend on social media. Like, and I almost want to like apologize to her because I don't think I ever apologized for that particular interaction. Uh -huh. She's never alluded to the fact that she's expecting an apology from me about that. I don't even know if she remembers that. Um, and we did talk after that. Like I met her baby. Like it's not like, you know, like it didn't break us up or anything, but I still think about that. And I'm like, man, that was really rude. <laughs> I would apologize if I were you, um, and I'll tell you why right now. When, are you done? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. You can tell me now. Not to <laughs> offer anything, but definitely you should apologize. Um, so I had 
a friend um and she was my best friend we met because of our boyfriends our boyfriends were um like childhood friends and so that's how she and I got to know each other and we clicked like we were so good like she used to come over and it's so funny because I was remembering her just the other night I was telling Victor like because he was like oh yeah I was drinking with the boys and I was like I don't have anybody to drink with I go why have you because I like drinking (laughs) I obviously like drinking with my husband but um but like I used to have this girl um and she would come over with like bottles of wine we would have like weekends of like just drinking and like nights in till like 2 a.m just talking and drinking and bullshitting and watching nonsense like we used to have the best time ever um and then I got pregnant and don't nobody you know everybody is entitled to their own um in my relationship at the time I had gotten pregnant and we weren't expecting it I was on birth control I don't know what happened um and so he kind of was like we can't have a baby we had just moved I kind of get where he was coming from even though I will forever resent him for it um he basically gave me an ultimatum I could have the baby um and be by myself because he was going to break up with me or we could have an abortion uh and just try in the future because he was we were supposedly going to be together forever so I opted for choice option a um and when I told her about it um she was very compassionate and you know she couldn't believe that he was such an asshole and I couldn't believe that I listened to such an asshole um but then she got pregnant and she for months was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this again. I don't want a baby. I told him I didn't want a baby. Like she was just complaining about how she didn't want to be pregnant. She couldn't believe she got pregnant. She was so careful. Um, But all of that, like I don't, obviously it wasn't intentional. Like she wasn't trying to be a bitch by complaining to me. Like I guess we were best friends. So she thought it was okay to complain to me that she didn't want to be pregnant even though she was having this baby and so it was hurtful to me like girl you knew I wanted to have a baby and like you're over here stressed out because you don't want one like I don't know how to help you Uh, I don't know what to say because like I can tell you to have an abortion but you're already like you're already in this there's no going back um so I don't think I don't think it was intentional on her part. I just felt that it was very inconsiderate. And so I kind of backed off. Um, I stopped calling her as much. We obviously weren't hanging out because we weren't drinking together. Um, I would still see her. She might she actually moved in with my mom for some time because um, she needed a place to stay. And my mom had a spare bedroom. And so like I was I would still see her. And we would still hang out, um, but it was, I, I felt a little hurt that she would talk the way that she did about being pregnant. 
Uh, and then at the end of everything, when she had her baby, we kind of started getting together again and I would come around and obviously like kids birthdays and stuff. Cause we were good friends. We would invite each other to all these events and stuff. And eventually we just drifted apart. And so then I messaged her like, Hey, what's going on? And so then in her message to me, she stated that I was a bad friend, um, that I wasn't there for her, that um, when she got pregnant, I kept my distance and she, and that I knew that she was kind of like in a hard place and um, she could have really needed, she could have really used more support. And when I replied back to her, um, she basically told me that was the end. Like she basically broke up with me and told me this is why and like we're no longer friends. And when I replied back, I left out all of the stuff that bothered me in regards to her being pregnant and why. Like I didn't give her my reasons for why I backed off. Um, and I just kind of was like, well, like if that's, like, if you really think I'm that bad of a friend, then I guess I am. And I'll just leave it at that. And I just left it alone and told her, like, hope you have a good life. I wish nothing but the best for you and your relationship and your family. And I hope the kids, you know, I love them. And I hope that they grow up to do great things. And, you know, bye. And that was it. And so, I mean, I obviously, I hurt her feelings. She hurt my feelings. And that was just... The end of that one. But yeah, I was remembering her the other day because I was like, ugh, we used to have so much fun together. So much fun. And I don't have any, like, obviously, I have so much fun with you, but you can't drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, it's different. Like, it's a different energy when the both of, when both people are like intoxicated. Drinking. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not an alcoholic. I don't need alcohol to have fun with my friends for the record. However, it is nice to once in a blue moon just get faded. Um, so yeah, so that friendship sucked. Like it didn't, but the ending sucked. And I never yeah. thought that we wouldn't be friends. Cause we were- Yeah, I hate that. I hate that feeling of like thinking, man, this is gonna be my best friend forever. And then one day they're just not. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> moving on for sure. <laughs> or start crying. So in the end credits, uh, Rachel is taking down the Christmas lights. She is standing on the balcony, but slips and falls. Luckily, she's caught by the light, the string of lights. Um, it got tangled on her leg. And so she's able to knock on Mr. Heckle's balcony to help her out. Um, he kind of just ignores her, though. <laughs> yeah. And then he makes a comment like, this is kind of what I was talking about. Because I guess he didn't want them asking him for favors. Or like bothering. Or like the, yeah, the noise, I think. Yeah. She was knocking on the window. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the first part of this episode ends with Mr. Heckle saying, oh, see, see, this is what I was talking about. Regarding the noise, have you ever hurt yourself badly doing a mundane task? Oh my God, dude. All the fucking time. Like, the way that I broke my foot, I was literally just walking. I was intoxicated, but I was just walking. Um, not too long ago, I just lost a chunk of hair because I was just play wrestling with my boyfriend. Um, and like a week ago, I was laying down in bed, 
and I decided to switch positions in bed, sleeping, like literally just turn from one side to the other. And I don't know how the fuck I did this, but I did it so fast. And then I heard cracks on my back and then I couldn't move my neck. What? Either side or up or down for like a whole three days. Oh, no. And I didn't do anything about it except for like I was taking really, really hot showers. And actually that did help a little bit. And I was taking um, what I take for my head, which is acetaminophen. And yeah, slowly it started getting better. Before, yeah, for three days, I could not move my neck up or down. Like if someone talked to me, I'd have to move my whole body like, what? Like, you know, just... (laughs) (laughs) um because I really could not move my neck um and it was so stupid like I literally was just switching positions in bed it's not it's not like I was doing exercise or anything like that and I didn't want to go to the hospital because you know COVID so I was just waiting and hoping (laughs) how about you are you clumsy like me do you get hurt so not usually um but we have this like small storage closet outside um, and I was reorganizing it because we have a small storage closet inside that I was trying to like keep the things that we need inside of the house in mm-hmm. the inside one and shit that like we're never going to touch for a while what yeah, here outside. outside and so I was I took everything out of both places and like my living room looked like a hot mess um but the outside storage has shelves when you walk in and they're not like like you're gonna hit your head um but one of the shelves like cuts in kind of so that you don't hit yourself with it and somehow I managed to hit myself with it like I was walking in and (laughs) see it and like right into it and I was like ow and then I was doing something else and like bent like I was bending down to put something down and when I stood up I hit myself with it again and I was like what the fuck like god damn it so I hit myself multiple times that day I'm surprised I didn't end up with like a chipote or a concussion or something Um, (laughs) definitely hit myself more than once and then each time I'm like I'm I hella like Ow! And then I expect Victor to be like, babe, are you okay? Um, so I'm for sure loud when I get hurt because it's like, well, somebody needs to make sure I'm okay. Somebody uh, needs to check on me. Yeah. What if I do pass out? So there was that. And then around that same time, I was washing dishes and our dish rack <laughs> metal. Um, and I was washing this small mason jar, like a cup, um, that my son, it was like his favorite cup that we got from a restaurant. Like we just asked if we could have it and they told us yes. And so we brought it home and I was in the middle of washing it. And as I went to put it on the dish rack, it slipped out of my hand somehow. And so I tried to catch it and in trying to catch it, it broke off of like the metal rack it's clearly a thin ass cup because it hit the metal rack and broke but I was still trying to catch it so when I put my hands together it cut me it cut my wrist and it wouldn't stop bleeding and I was like oh my god so then I'm like babe come here hurry up 
And so he's like, what happened? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to die. <laughs> Wait, when was this? Oh, this was like in November, I think. Oh my God. November, December for sure. But, um, but yeah, I was like, uh, I'm going to die. And so like, I kept like, I was putting pressure because that's what they tell you to do. And it wouldn't stop bleeding. And so I'd rinse it and then like put pressure again and it just wouldn't stop. And Victor was like, you might need stitches. And I was like, I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> so we kind of just, he was like, if it doesn't stop bleeding, we're taking you to the doctors. And I was like, okay. And so I just like <laughs> onto it forever. And then it finally stopped bleeding. And I was like, I think I'm good. We're good. I'm good. I didn't lose that much blood. I don't have to go nowhere. <laughs> and so that was that. But I mean, yeah it was such a dumb thing that happened and so fucking random. And it was such a big cut too. I'm glad you can't see it anymore, but I had to be like, mom, I cut myself washing the dishes. I wasn't suicidal. Cause I knew she was oh my gosh. like, no, no, no. This was a total accident. I swear. <laughs> was, uh huh. Okay. I was like, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> everything's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. So yeah. But other than that, I can't think of anything recent, but yeah, I, I, I'm not clumsy. Shit just happens. <laughs> I'm clumsy. I'm fucking clumsy. So fucking clumsy. Oh my God. I, one time I remember in downtown San Diego, I don't even remember the bar. I don't even remember much about this night. But what I do remember is I was leaving and I was so drunk that my the person I was dating at the time was holding me up as we were crossing the street. And it was like an intersection and there was like cars waiting to go, like waiting for us to cross so that they could keep going. And I fell in the middle of the intersection because I fall all the fucking time. I fall all the fucking time, but I definitely like times where I've been drunk, I'm just like falling. That's how you know that I'm drunk. If you fall. I'm actually surprised you haven't seen me fall. No, we never went full Sheila, remember? Oh my goodness, we almost did. Yeah, we a couple times, did. but we never went full Sheila. Long story short, mm -hmm. guys, we were at brunch and there was a girl named Sheila and Sheila was throwing up in the bathroom. Hardcore. And then yeah. from that day forward, it was, you never want to go full Sheila. <laughs> you go half Sheila or no Sheila. Never Sheila. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Yay! So this episode is a two-parter. So next week we'll have the second part. We'll be back. <laughs> we will be back. Uh, okay, bye. Bye. Stay hydrated. Get boozy.